Welcome in, butt bucks. We got What's another exciting vid video. <laughs> another <laughs> exciting pod for you this week. I think it's just audio right now. Yeah, it's just uh, we'll we'll eventually get to video. Uh, as always, it's your commish, and alongside is the fantasy assassin Maness. How you doing? Damn, dude. You I messed to, that up. Enunciate that a little bit better. It's your fantasy, fantasy assassin Manesh. <laughs> How about that? There we go. There you go. Atta boy, atta boy. What's going on, Dan? What's up? Not much, not much, man. Got a got a good episode today talking about the AFC North. Yeah, man, I think so. I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah. Um real quick, you know, this Saturday is gonna mark forty nine days until the draft, man. Forty nine days. That's seven or, weeks. Or until is that game one you mean? No, that's until we draft. Until we draft. We Ooh. draft. For, it's forty nine right. days from Saturday or yeah. 49 and a half days if you're Nick. <laughs> 49 and a half, yeah, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so yeah, I'm getting excited. We're, getting, we're closing in, closing in. Four weeks until preseason football starts. It's also exciting. Hey. Um, so in the past week, we've had a couple of uh, breaking, I guess, sort of news incidents that happened that is, that is fantasy relevant. Definitely, um, definitely. Especially at the top there. Oh, so not for Nick. So just everybody else is really fantasy relevant. Yeah, man. You want to hit that one first? Yeah, I can definitely hit that. So, um, well, first things first, we got uh, the news of Tyreek Hill and his suspension or maybe a lack thereof a suspension or just, I mean, kind of what's going on with that. I think the latest rumor you were telling me was, what, what was that? Uh, so supposedly a uh, Chiefs official broke the news that it would be a max of four games. That's nothing official. Um, personally, I'd be surprised if it was only four games, but you never know with the NFL. They're always back and forth. Yes, um, sir. Yes, sir. We do never know. So that's the rumor right now. I'm sure we'll, hopefully I would think we would know something before our draft because that's, you know, that's, that's pretty big news. Tyreek, you know, number one wide receiver last year. So Yeah, man. I mean, and, you know, just kind of growing in continuity with Pat Mahomes there. I mean, the offense should – I mean, every, let's put non-football things aside. Like, this is the most dynamic duo. The dude with the biggest arm yeah. throwing, the dude with the fat, that's the fastest receiver. Yep. I mean, it's a match made in heaven, which is why I think some people were probably high on Mahomes and, and or Hill last year, which yeah. is the same reason why they should be high, again, talking only football, high on him this year. So – Oh, it's yeah. kind of crazy to see, but uh, yeah, but you know, you, we'll, see, we'll see where it goes. Real quick, you said fastest receiver. I don't know if you saw the 40-yard dash over the weekend. Did you see that? I did not. Wait, was this so, with Kyler Murray and Andy no, 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 no. That was that was pretty insane too. But no, uh, uh, NFL players got together for a, a charity event. Oh, it was on it paper. Was it, it was on pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, Marquise Goodwin. He he won it. Uh, oh, nice. Too bad. Too Wait, bad, Tyreek. <laughs> He was supposed to be there, but I think he backed out at the last second for whatever oh, of reason. Of course he did. Maybe he lost yeah. to that high school kid that's supposed to be supposedly faster, than, uh, like yeah. White Lightning, dude. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, maybe he did. I, I've heard about him. I haven't seen him. <laughs> uh, maybe it's he did. Great, maybe that's right? why. He called uh, him out on Twitter, too. He called out Ted Ginn. He's like, I'll race you. Ted Ginn's yeah, like, oh, geez, whoever beats me. And the kid's yeah. like, all right. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? I mean, if you win, you get 10 Gs. If you don't, then you lost to Ted Ginn. I mean, that's not so bad either. Not so bad either, exactly. <laughs> And another uh, big fantasy-relevant news as far as suspension goes, Zeke met with the commissioner. He did. On he July issued, he issued 1st. He issued an apology. He did. He, immediately after his meeting, immediately. he had a nice yeah. written apology. Well, I mean, Seems I think that's part of it. It's like, hey, you know what? Just just go ahead and apologize. We'll let, we'll let you skate by and, you know, keep it at a minimum. So I think Zeke's going to be okay. Sorry to jump in there, but I think Zeke's going to be okay with the suspension situation. Yeah. He's just not going to get too many games off, so that'll be nice for fantasy owners. Oh, yeah, definitely will be. Um, I don't know if – I know you saw the video. I don't know if everybody in the league <laughs> saw the video or not, but, I mean, God. it could have been a lot, a lot worse. Imagine. Like, that's so crazy, man. So um, crazy. Uh, Manesh, we did get a, a listener question. Do you want to – should we hit that at the, after we go through the uh, division? What do you think? Yeah, you know what? Let's do that. Let's, 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 let's get to the listener question after we get through the division so we can give everybody a little bit more context, right? Yeah, I, I agree. So uh, you wanna you wanna start us off with the first team in the AFC North? Who do we got? Yeah, I can do that. So you're talking about the 2019 division champs? Is that is that? 
Well, about? don't spoil the question. Uh, <laughs> the answer. I'm not, I'm not spoiling the question here. I'm talking about your eventual 2019 division champs. Um, All right. Well, All I mean, right. I guess it'll be none other than the. Wait, damn, we got a typo here. It says Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think we. Oh, need that to... is that is a typo. Wait, wait. So wait, no, it's not a typo. I'm sorry. No, you're right. It's not a typo. Okay. So yeah, we got the Cleveland Browns here. How about that? How about the brownies, baby? How about the brownies? So, as everyone knows, we do uh, we do have our boy, OBJ, uh, coming into Cleveland. You know, finally showed up, so, so that's nice too. Uh, as a Browns fan, Manesh, when you got the alert across your phone that that trade went down, what was your first reaction? Oh, I flipped it to NFL Network like ASAP, and yeah. I I was just drooling. I mean, the rest of that evening. Just soaking in all the news, huh? My wife was like, you're really happy, huh? And I'm like, yeah, you would be too if you knew what the hell was going on right now. <laughs> so. uh, have you seen some of the videos uh, that went around of Cleveland Browns fans reacting to the... Um... Yeah, you see the kid that had um, a mother and her kids in a car, and he was she, she called on him to the cops, um, saying that there's a crazy man running around in the neighborhood, and uh, <laughs> we need to get patrol. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. phenomenal, because that's how I felt inside. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. least that was in like the greater Cleveland area, Northeast Ohio. This is me. I'm like, man, I'm, I need to go streaking. Hey, ma. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. So yeah, that was um, that was it was big, dude. I I mean, I don't know how I can explain my joy, but let's just put it this way: I was overjoyous at that moment. I don't blame you, man. A little jealousy on my end. Definitely could have rubbed one out real quick, so. <laughs> Hey, mean, what do you mean, coulda? Coulda, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, that's why we have the E after our fantasy uh, podcast name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is there is an E there. Not for the kids, not for the kids. Not for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, let's get back into this here. So we got there the Browns, go. second season of Baker Mayfield. I think one of the kind of under, um, underlying kind of themes of the season is the continuity that we should bring back on offense as well. So, well, not we, but the Browns will bring back on offense as well. So we hired Freddie Kitchens. Again, we, we hired Freddie Kitchens um, as the head coach after he was the offensive coordinator, as many people know, for the second half of the season last year. He mm -hmm. really is. He really played to Baker's strengths um, in a way that Todd, the combination of Todd Haley and the artist formerly known as Hugh Jackson could not. And so it was nice to see that he wasn't trying to get him to do too much he wasn't trying. He was just trying to accentuate his strengths and, you know, um, kind of mask some of the weaknesses of the offense in general. So obviously the Browns dropped a lot of passes. You can't really do too much about that. But put your put your receivers in good positions to make those catches. The offensive line didn't have a whole bunch of continuity after Joe Thomas retired after last year, so or the year before. And so, you know, working in a new kind of rotation of players, it was a little bit more difficult. It's going to happen again this year, so I think it's going to be really important if the Browns can actually maintain a lot of continuity along the offensive line and try and build that rapport quickly, then I think the offense is going to be in pretty good shape. Oh, yeah. But then the one thing I do want to, you know, as as the resident Browns fan of the league, I do <laughs> have to bring this into, into full, bring this full circle. We, and now I'm talking as a Browns fan, we as a community of Browns fans have always, always, always taken, gone into a season with, a shimmer of hope right a huge shimmer of hope and you know our hope is that we'll bring together a competent team on both offense and defense as well as some special teams unit um, good play there and we hope that we can field a good team just be competitive in most games and you know let's hope that we can have a shot at the playoffs well this year obviously the hype and the excitement is just so high it's freaking out of control the one thing I will say is that I could see a bit of a sophomore slump from Baker Mayfield. I'm not predicting that it will happen. I'm not saying was, it's the most likely outcome. I was going to ask you about that. But what I will say is that let's just proceed with caution. He did have the best, quote, uh, season by a rookie quarterback after last year. Mm -hmm. And that was, mind you, after he didn't start a few games in the beginning there. He did end up finishing with the best statistical rookie season, which is, I mean, nothing to shrug at. That's That's phenomenal. I mean, he ha he didn't have Odell last year. He didn't have um, 
the best kind of offensive line around to work around as well. So, you know, considering all the circumstances he was put in, he did phenomenal. But now oh, yeah. defenses will have time to react. The NFL has time to react to the player that is Baker Mayfield. And the hope is that he continues to grow, continues to foster that connection between he and his receivers, his backfield, his O-line, and continues to be that rah-rah kind of guy that just gets the team hyped around him. So let me ask you real quick. Yeah. Uh, right now, Baker's ADP, or we'll go overall, position overall for fantasy right now. Mm-hmm. He is going as the number five fantasy quarterback right now. Yeah. Right, I mean, right behind Deshaun and right in front of Matt Ryan and Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson. I mean, I would definitely take him over many of those guys there. I, I would mean, you? I think he's, ranking-wise, he's in the right spot. It's just a matter of how you feel. Because the thing you want to take into consideration when you're looking at rankings is, what is the return that I will get on oh, yeah. this investment that I'm making? You have to set, assign, in your own minds, a ceiling and a floor, and then be able to justify what you believe to be the best possible uh, outcome from Manesh. that person, from that player, and from that actual investment Manesh. that you're making. So where he's going, ADP of number five overall, like I can't say that's unjustified. He's going to have all the weapons that he needs on the offensive side of the ball. It's just a matter of can they keep him upright? Can he continue to grow and progress? That's the biggest thing. If he can do that, then, I mean, dude, number one, or QB1 is not out of the realm of possibility, in my opinion. I mean, so just to sum up on Baker Mayfield, I think that proceeding with caution is a good recipe for success but again if you want to win your league then i think the person that will take him is taking him even higher that's what's probably shooting his adp up a little bit i would say most of the guys there i do agree with taking baker over and i, I don't have any issues with but there are a couple of guys that i would say are a little bit more high upside and high um, high floor as well with that so i think five is the right neighborhood but there's a lot of hype around the browns so that's why it's you know that's where he's going that's why oh, he's yeah. going where he is oh yeah um, now, when it comes to his weapons, starting at the, well, like I said, offensive line is a huge question mark. It, it has been, and I think it will be this year, especially more than last year. That's why, I mean, I liked the trade for Olivier Vernon, but that was also a big reason why I wasn't in favor of that trade. I did not favor trading away Kevin Zeitler and acquiring Olivier Vernon. Now, John Dorsey drafted a, a guard who now we're saying, I'm hearing that he might not even start this year, which kind of sucks. And he was supposed to be the, the fill-in replacement for Zeitler and the reason why we traded away an all-pro in Zeitler. So I'd just say the O-line, huge question mark right now. But guess what? It was last year, too, and he played his he played his ass off. So Baker can do it. In terms of the backfield, we got our, um, you know, uh, we got Nick Chubb for all 16. Duke may or may not be there. I'm not sure. I'm sure John's still kind of um handling his business behind the scenes but then again if we do get rid of duke for eight games then we don't have any insurance any proven insurance behind nick chubb yeah so i think it's going to be important to kind of make sure that we keep a, lot, a little bit of stability behind nick chubb so i think that maybe we hang on to duke at least until somewhere around the the trade deadline um, and then you know obviously work it out with du uh, nick for a couple of games and then have kareem back after eight and then that would be a phenomenal one-two combo there with Chubb and Kareem. So I think the prospects there in the backfield are looking pretty good. Nick Chubb obviously draft, being drafted really high, and he should be because guess what? Eight games, um, he's going to be killing it. Now the oh, yeah. question is, is do you what do you expect Kareem's role to be once he's there halfway through the season? And I think at that point it would be safe to say that Duke would be pretty much droppable in all formats just because those two guys I think are going to steal all the touches and – I just don't know if there's enough, you know, enough to share with Duke there. No, he wouldn't so be fantasy relevant by that point. He just wouldn't be too fantasy relevant. Yeah. And I just don't think that he'll have standalone value even in the first eight games because you know, kind of coming down the stretch in the last, in last or during last season, Nick, it was all about Nick. It was the Nick Chubb show, and we were oh, all yeah. just, you know, it was Nick Chubb's world. We were all just living in it, and <laughs> rightfully so because the guy was a freaking monster. Uh, and I love seeing that. Love seeing that as Browns fan. It was just oh, yeah. uh, that was fun to watch, man. Um, moving over you, uh, to the, the would you say you had a you had a half chub watching? No, no, it was straight full chub, bro. Full chub, okay, full cool. chub. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, now, anything else to add on the running backs? 
Uh, I was just going to ask real quick, what was your thoughts on Dontrell uh, Hilliard? Um, uh, you... Just a just a piece. Yeah. Depth. I, I, I picked him up in Dynasty <laughs> with yeah. the Duke Johnson rumors. I was just wondering. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's there. Let's yeah, that he's way. there. He's yep. there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, was, I was interested, especially, uh, you know, if whatever happens with Duke, if right. he's not there and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. If he's not him there. And, him and Chubb for eight weeks. Boom. Eight yeah. weeks of that. So. Anyway, yeah. So I'd uh, have to imagine that they'd go out and acquire someone. Um, yeah. Just because you don't want to throw away a season like that, so no. I don't know if Dontrell Hilliard is, um, you know, the guy that's going to take over 100% of the carries and the work. Oh if yeah, no, it'd probably go down. So it'd definitely be a timeshare and a committee, and we probably want to bring in some more competition, which is the exact reason why I don't think Duke's going anywhere. Yeah, uh, but moving I on agree. to the, the the wide receivers, and I'm going to throw in David Njoku at the tight end position here. Um, it's going to be pretty crowded. Uh, oh, yeah. I do think, obviously, that Odell's going to get his. Uh, he's going to elevate that offense to a level even beyond what it was functioning at last year if, that again, that offensive line stays intact. It's going to run very, very well. I'm really excited to see it. No no doubt, no doubt. These guys, Juice and um, Juice and OD, OBJ on the, on, on the outside there, working in tandem again the same way they did at LSU. Like, this was the best possible situation. I'm so pumped. I wasn't I'm super a, pumped was, when Juice came on. I loved him in Hard Knocks and throughout last season, and then I got even more excited when we traded for OBJ. So it kind of fit all I, well, really well together there. Uh, yeah, so Landry, Landry is, is, for me, as far as fantasy goes, is the big question mark. You know, yeah. Who is he going to be? Who's he going to be? What is he going to be, and who is he going to be? Gonna, yeah. Well, here's my, here's my thing, because I don't, I don't – I think this is going to definitely – stall a little bit of Antonio Callaway's growth. I hope that yeah, he can continue no to grow a little bit and develop a little bit um, with less playing time, but hopefully learning from the likes of OBJ and Juice in his second season. Richard Higgins, he's a, he's just depth to me. I've seen him play. You know, he just can't keep it consistent. Um, and then we got a couple of other guys in the in the depth chart there. We, we signed that former second-round pick out of his um, – well, out of Arizona State, but formerly with the Texans, Jalen Strong. And then we, we had a nice little, um, some nice production out of a six-round pick last year, Damian Ratley out of A&M. But, again, those guys, I think, for the most part, are depth. So the main three would be Landry, Beckham, Callaway. Mm-hmm. I think working out of three receiver sets, along with Njoku there at the tight end spot. Now, Njoku, I'm honestly just not too high on. I don't know how much Baker favors his tight end position and how much he favors you know, attacking defenses at that position. I hope that it's a little bit more to kind of diversify where he's throwing the ball and, you know, hopefully he can grow a little bit more of a connection, but I just don't know if I see top five upside out of Njoku, which is what we're looking for out of tight end positions when we get yeah. beyond the top three or four. It's like, hey, everyone else is basically a crapshoot. Who can step up? I think one thing we learned with Baker, Baker, Baker throws to the guy who's open. That's yeah. good. I mean, it's good. It's definitely yeah. good. But I guess uh, who's going to be open a lot? And who won't be open a lot? They'll get balls to him. That's LBJ, dude. Oh, yeah. That's why I That's why I brought up Landry, because last year he finished as a wide receiver, too. Mm-hmm. And he's still being drafted. I think that's his ceiling, man. I think that's his ceiling this year. So and he's still being drafted just there. To bear just, mind there. Yeah, he's... I don't know, man. It's, he's going to have to catch more touchdowns, I think, this year to be a wide receiver, too. Um, just because I, he he had 150 targets last year, and yeah. I don't think that's going to happen will, again. He will have that ability, so that, that I mean, or the opportunity, I think. The opportunity will be there. Yeah. So that'll be nice. That oh, will definitely yeah. be nice. All right, yeah, so man. I think we pretty much covered the Browns here. Any any other points that you wanted to add in? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, nah, I think nah. that's, All right, that's well, the Browns. That's the, yeah, you just wrapped up their 2-14 and 14 season, so. Hey, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, well, I think next up we got the Ravens. So, do you want to kind of jump on the Ravens here? Sure, man. Ravens, one of the most boring teams ever. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I hope you're right. Dude. Jesus, I hope you're right. Uh, so, probably the big off-season news was them trading away their Super Bowl winning quarterback of Joe Fluco. Really? Was that the biggest yeah. off-season news? For the Ravens, yeah. I would say yes. I would for the say Ravens, no. yes. Okay. Well, we we can agree to disagree then. What would you say is their biggest offseason news? 
Mark Ingram, dude. I mean, Lamar was going oh. to... I don't think it's big news that Joe Flacco was not going to be around or wasn't going to be the starter heading into 2019. Why is Mark Ingram the big news? Because he gets to be the bell cow in an offense that's going to be very run-oriented run and run-heavy. We think he's going to be a bell cow because then they went out and drafted a kid who a lot of people are saying or thinking could take over for Mark Ingram this I don't, year. I, I think it's going to be uh, an Ingram-Camara situation where they don't want to give Justice Hill 50 carries a game, dude. 30 carries a game, even. They don't want to give anybody 50 carries guy. a game. Yeah, I know. Poor, Hence why poor, I changed it to 30 games or 30 carries. Poor, I, don't, I don't even think they want to give Justice Hill. I know, man. I know. I don't even want to give Justice though. Hill 20 carries. But Ingram, I think, is in a good spot, dude. That thing is going to be so run-heavy. You know you've seen a lot of offenses where you've had a run-first quarterback. And oh, it I know. works out oh, really well yeah. for the running back. So that's why I think Mark Ingram has more upside this year than he did last year, where he finished pretty strong, to be frank. Yeah, yeah he did. And I was just saying, poor Ingram. He can't <laughs> he can't get a backfield to himself. Yeah, I know. But, uh, poor guy. But I think their biggest news, because whenever you trade a Super Bowl-winning quarterback off your team, I think that's pretty big news in the offseason, mm. even though I know yeah, we right. all If the Giants cut Eli, uh, that would have been huge, huh? It would have been, yeah. Uh, they need to. We all agreed to with that. But I'm just saying, I, as a Browns person or a fan, I understand you don't know what it's like to go to the Super Bowl and things like that. But hey, you're I'm right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. So trading you're away a Super Bowl right. quarterback, that doesn't hurt at it's all. pretty big. <laughs> it just stings a little. Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, we all knew Lamar Jackson, you know, it's his team now. Um, he took over last week as – as the starter in week 11 and I found very interesting. I mean, we all know he's, he's a running quarterback. I mean, that's, that's who he is. That's what they basically made him do last year. And like I said, he didn't start till week 11 and yep. he set the record for most rushes in a season by a quarterback. I mean, that's pretty, that's a lot. I would say it's a lot. He had 147, which is ridiculous. Um, yep, yep. And nothing is interesting, which, so saying he's a running quarterback, but he never completed more than 14 passes in a game last year either as yeah. a starter, which is pretty interesting. So, I mean, um, in his defense, they didn't try to have him throw a lot of passes. You know what I'm saying? No, no, he was. Yeah, I mean, he was in the low 20s as far as you know per game um, passing attempts. So you're definitely right. They they didn't game plan for him to throw the ball 35 times. Um, you know. But that being said, if Going into this year, you know, he is being drafted as a top 15 quarterback, and that's because running quarterbacks are so uh, valuable when it comes to fantasy football. Mm -hmm. um, question oh, yeah. for you. I told you last year he broke the single-season record for rushing by a quarterback, but that's, that's for attempts, but he didn't break the yardage. The yards was Michael Vick, who had 1,000 yards. He's the only quarterback to ever break 1,000. Do you think uh, Lamar Jackson could break the 1,000 yards this year? Well, if he could stay some, healthy, because he's a smaller let's guy. Some, let's do some quick math. How much did okay. he have last year, again? He had 147 rushing attempts. For, How many yards? Let me, right, I'm right. looking it up really, really quick. So let's just, let's just take it this way, right? Last year, while you look that up, he played in yep. seven games last year. Let's just double it. Let's say he misses two games and he plays in 14. Let's straight up double what he got last year. And I'm pretty sure that he got well over 500 yards. Yeah, he had I, 695 last year. Yeah, so let's, let's round that up to seven, right? Seven, so 1,400 is the pace that he was at. Even if he doesn't Ooh. emulate that pace, I think he'll be at 1,000. Yes. That'd be, that's a lot of fantasy points for your quarterback. <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of fantasy points for your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of running, <laughs> running, running yard points, right? It's kind of nuts. He's, he's going to run for 1,000 and throw 10 touchdowns. <laughs> Yeah, run for a thousand, throw for four hundred. So it's gonna be nice. <laughs> man, good, that, that would be uh, that'd be a crazy, uh, crazy season. That would be kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we all know going into the season, he he's the quarterback. There's no question about it. Uh, whether or not you feel comfortable with, you know, what he's gonna deliver. Uh, I guess it all depends on where you're looking to draft him. If you need a quarterback, you know where it's at in the draft. Um, yeah. And, and as, as you were saying, uh, they did add Mark Ingram to join to join their backfield. And as you were talking about how much they run the ball, they were the uh, they had the most rushing attempts as a team last year. So that's yeah. what Mark Ingram's coming into because 
now they don't have Alex Collins anymore. Um, I think he wrecked his car into a tree right outside the training facility. And Yikes. then he got cut like a day later. Not good. Um, nah, so he's gone. Man, but they still got... lost a job and a car. Dang. And, and a car, it's man. tough. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't been signed by anybody. Um, and then they signed, or they kept, excuse me, they kept Gus the Bus. You know who... Gus the a, Bus. Dude, he's, he's just he's a big there. man. He's there. Hey, man, look, he can he can handle carries when he needs to. So it's good. That's it's good depth did. insurance to have. Oh yeah, that's that's what he did. I mean, but I think we're I think we're in agreement. That's what he is is depth insurance at this point. Yes, yeah, he's. I would say he's he's number three behind Mark Ingram and Justice Hill. Yeah, and um, then yeah, you just mentioned it. You know, they're. Um, I know we touched on it earlier, but their their new rookie acquisition, Justice Hill, out of Oklahoma State. Yeah, who ran in a blazing fast time. You oh, know yeah. who? You know. Okay, so Justice Hill. For anyone that doesn't know, you you will know who his backup was at Oklahoma State. Dan, do you know who his backup was at Oklahoma State? Not this past is year. It, is it the so son of a before. of a great? I'm not even talking about the son of a great. I'm talking oh. about a guy who's in the NFL now. I think personally, tearing it up, um, was his backup. Again. Uh, the guy Justice Hill came in as a rookie. His backup was this dude. You got to. You're gonna have to tell me who it is. So I'm yeah, I can't think of it. Um, well, do you want a hint or no? Because you should actually know him pretty well. All right, give me a hint. NFC West. All right. Um. And <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Dan obviously is a big 49ers fan. So I don't think any of them were were on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. No, that's what I can. Yeah, think I know of. you're trying to Google it right now, but I'll I am go trying ahead and tell to. You. <laughs> I, can't th- I can't think of Chris who it Carson, is. Who is it? Chris Carson. I was just, I just Googled him. I was trying to see where he went. Chris okay. Carson went to Oklahoma State. He was Justice Hill's backup. Okay, that's cool, man. When Justice came in as a rookie, and I think you'd agree with me. Chris Carson's a bad man. He is a bad man, pajama. So, so yeah. Uh, thought, man. It'd be it'd be interesting to see how you know, like there's so many freaking carries to go around in that backfield so um you know what's funny is that be... now it's like seahawks east right yeah that's right or maybe you know uh, seahawks are baltimore west seahawks east with a lesser quarterback with a much lesser quarterback sure. <laughs> i'm just saying they're, they're probably the uh, two I know, I know run mean. heaviest offenses they they were the top two say. yeah they were the top two last year um and you know what raven's coaching staff as far as it comes to running backs have always scared me you know you're talking about Mark Ingram and Justice Hill and I mean I wouldn't be shocked if game five Justice Hill goes out there and just tears it up and Mark Ingram starts getting lesser and lesser and lesser of a role the Ravens have never shown loyalty to you know to their backfield um, or they just want the best player out there so it's so it's, I would nerve wracking I would to agree me. with you in general, but whenever it comes to a guy that they actually put money and resources and an investment into, like Don Ingram, you like Justice Hill that, that they drafted. Yeah, I mean, draft capital is draft capital, but this is actual millions, multi millions of dollars that you're investing into an asset. You're gonna try and reap the rewards of your asset. I, I mean, that that makes sense. It, it definitely I makes think sense. I think Ingram's gonna have every opportunity to fail until he's finally pulled once and for all for a Justice Hill, even if Justice Hill has a couple of really good games. Yeah, that's my opinion. But hey, just a matter of, I guess, how you feel and mm-hmm. where you have to make that decision when it comes to the draft. Absolutely. Because let's uh, put it this way: last year, Alex Collins, not a lot of investment. They got him off the scrap heap, uh, oddly enough, from the Seahawks, and so yeah. Justice Hill, obviously, a lower round draft pick not not a super high pick and then um gus edwards undrafted free agent rookie i think they had, i think ty montgomery was there right if i remember correctly and got cut off yes. the packers to get there so it's like come on man i mean how much have they actually invested into that position kenneth dixon kenneth, yeah he's kenneth, again a fourth round pick he wasn't a, like a first second round pick well, where they were throwing in a ton of money into him so and kenneth he's class dixon it's there's he's lot, always coming back from injury going. yeah <laughs> Yeah, that dude is. He's always hurt, man. I just, yep. I don't. Poor guy, right? I mean, he. And even before him, like we had the um. Oh my God, I forget his name now. But the Browns drafted him in the third round out of Townsend, or Towson. Who was that guy that Ravens really liked? And then we cut that guy. He was um the backup for 
Isaiah Crowell. Terrence West. Terrence uh, West. Terrence Remember, West. he had a little spur, spur there, too. But oh, yeah. again, he was a cut player that they picked up. Yep. Mark Ingram is actually a dedicated asset. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I I mean it, it makes sense that you would think that's what they would do. Um, put money into it. You you want to play him. Um, so, the yeah, we'll see how that um, – No more Ozzie Newsom, bro. Yeah. See, we'll see how that backfield unfolds as the season goes on. I'm just saying personally, it, it's a little, it'd be a little nerve wracking for me. I think Mark Ingram's going like in the fourth round. I just don't know if I'd pull the trigger at that, at that range. I got gotcha. you. No, you no, I mean? I mean, hey, I hear you. I that's hear where, you. I, that's where I'm coming from. Uh, as far as, you know, draft capital that you have to put into him. But right. e- e- either, anyways, uh, that's the running backs. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Um, they had a, Two big losses in the wide receiver department. They lost Michael Crabtree. <sighs> My boy Crabtree, man, I miss him. And uh, big play, John Brown, man, he's gone too. That's two, uh, that was their two top receivers who are gone. They, they still have Willie Sneed. Uh, they still have Chris yep, Moore. Yep. But I think the big news as far as wide receivers is the, the guy they drafted out of Oklahoma, uh, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood. So you, he's coming off the injury. But he's going to be their their wide receiver one, uh, whenever he's healthy, which I, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's on track to be ready for the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly uh, what they're saying. Is that yeah. he's um, looking like he's pretty good to come back soon. And then they also uh, drafted uh, Miles Boykin as well to join him. Another high upside guy. But again, yeah. it just I think it's going to come down to how many passes do you think Lamar is going to end up throwing. That's uh, a big caveat there, right? They, I, yeah, it's, none of their wide receivers will more than likely be on my fantasy team. And um, most others. <laughs> yes. But it's fi- redraft, yes. Yeah, right, a dynasty. Redraft, right. to get Different you story, Brown. but we're talking redraft yes, here. Yeah. Yes, redraft, they're not, they're not on there. Because uh, Hollywood's going, he's the wide receiver 59 right now. Boykin's the 110, Sneed's 96. So nobody, obviously is excited for uh, for the, for the wide receivers. So Hollywood is a wide receiver five right now. That's where he, in the range he's going. So no one's excited. But I guess it's, you know he's got big play potential. He could be a dart throw at the end of a draft if you want somebody with upside that might you know have a few big games here and there. Maybe he'll tickle uh, your fancy a little. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, and then uh, tight ends real quick. We'll hit those real quick. Mark Andrews. Is still there, and then they got the big red Hayden Hurst. Yeah, man, I think this is the most interesting position on this team, offensive-wise, that we don't really have any idea of. I agree. Uh, I think Mark Andrews, I think he's, he's their big play guy as far as tight ends go. Um, yeah, you think? That much, oh, huh? Oh, yeah. He, he last year, I mean, last year, with his targets went down a little bit when um, uh, Lamar Jackson came in, but he still finished as a tight end 16 last year. You know, which I know the tight end landscape is not that great, but to think, I think he only had 33, 34 catches, and he's, he was still the tight end 16. Right, um, right. And I think as long as he stays healthy, I, I think that could only improve. Uh, I think it would be a good outlet for uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll scheme some plays Mark Andrews' way. I think he could be a sleeper tight end one, depending on how the touchdowns fall this year. So you said that you think that it can only improve, so you think that 16 is his floor. Suffice that to say? Is that is that true? Th- yes, I think so, yeah. Well, I, I think, think that, so. You know what? Well, I think that his floor is a lot lower than that because when you have, again, I'm talking about draft capital, draft equity in, invested. And you know what? I'll tell you this as a caveat. Andrews was still a high-round pick high-ish round pick. It was third round. He's a third round guy. Yep. Hayden Hurst was, yes, a first, first round guy. Yep. But he can't stay healthy to save his life. He can't. Well, yeah, right for now, we'll see. We'll see. He's not. He's already he's not healthy going into training camp. He's already got hamstring issue. Yeah, I know. And those things always suck. Well, I, I say that. Always creep back up, man. I but. say that. The one day, I, I, I kid you not, one day I got an alert on my phone that said Hayden Hurst dealing with hamstring issues. The very next day, I got another alert. Hayden Hurst, uh, healthy for training camp <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is it <laughs> but yeah i i i do why think are you he... toying with my emotions <laughs> with the with the tight ends that are out there yes i think he has a i think he has a good shot at finishing you know he 
could be a, a low end tight end one, high tight end two, I think, yeah. I really do so think that. So if you're looking at the, the potential outcomes that can occur, I think that there's a higher chance of him finishing at or below 16 than there are a chance uh, than there is a chance of him finishing top 10. Okay. We could uh we I could think it, I mean, more I think the the biggest likelihood is him falling somewhere in between, like between that 10 to 16, 10 to 18 area. But I think it's a higher probability, lower than it would be in that higher end. Just because it, of number one, Hayden Hurst as competition. He um, was there last year. Other receivers also as competition. Hayden Hurst also was really injured last year, like you <laughs> alluded to. And he might be injured this year, might not be injured this year, but guess what? At some point in time, he will want to get back out on the field to prove that, well, number one, he will want to get back on the field because he's already like 30 years old, right? And number two, <laughs> the Ravens want him on the field because he was a freaking first-round pick at, at who they drafted at 29 years old, basically, so... I mean, I jest, but he is like 26, 27, like in reality, yeah, yeah, yeah. a second-year player. Yeah. But they want his ass out there, so. I mean, I they definitely want him out there. Um, they wanted him out there last year, and those, those yep. nagging injuries. I'd, I I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes a low end tight end, tight end two, high end tight end one. That's what I'm saying. I think the opportunity is going to be there for him. I think he's there. I mean, he showed it last year. He had quite a few big plays last year for them. Um, and like I said, with the tight end landscape, I don't see any reason why he he couldn't sneak up the boards a little bit and and finish there. Um, Agreed. Agreed. So he could. He could. And he, like, I think Hayden Hurst has a little bit more upside. Just oh, I think here's what uh, in reality, I think Hurst has more upside. I think what will actually happen is I guess that's also reality, but. I guess, in theory, Hurst has more upside, in my opinion. But in reality, I think they're both going to zap away each other's potential. They'll eat into each other's. Okay. I mean, I I see that more happening than, uh, like, I'm a Carolina guy, so Hayden Hurst was awesome when he was with Carolina. I know. Uh, I know you love that guy. That's why I said I know. This this actually cuts a little deeper for you than most. He's the the big red, man. He's he's got to. But, I mean, it, it. See, I didn't even know that. If uh, <laughs> you didn't know he's the big red, he's the, he's the big red. Um, I didn't know he was um, the big red as a nickname, I guess. He doesn't like it, supposedly, but that's yeah, funny. That's his <laughs> nickname. Anyways, um, I, just going into training camp, if I guess it depends on which rumor you want to listen to. He already has injuries or he doesn't have injuries, but either Regardless, way, going there's in, news of injuries, <laughs> yes. which is not a so good that, thing. That's never him. good going into training camp, so you know. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that unfolds. I think we'll we spent a little too long on, on tight ends for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> well, I mean, it's such a wasteland. I think we need to spend a little bit of time. That's I true. Think, I think the, t- the position true. deserves a little bit of time, especially when we think that there are not just one, but maybe two potential suitors. That lose you, Manesh. So, I mean, I think it was a good, good discussion, though. I didn't, I didn't anticipate speaking a lot on Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews today either, but hey, guess what it happened? So there it is. Yeah, anyways, I think that's going to tie up the Ravens for the uh, AFC North. And we'll, uh, we'll hit the third division of the the Bungles. Uh, Manesh, I think Manesh the is going to tackle that one. Yeah, the I Bungles. The Bengals here. The All Bungles, right? right? Yeah. Well, I think it's um, pretty easy to see that we... Oh, hey, we got breaking news. Breaking got breaking news. news. Do we have breaking news on this podcast. Da-da-da, no, breaking news. Da-da-da. Oh, uh... <laughs> Zico Elliott did not violate the personal conduct policy and will not be suspended. Case closed. Boom. Hey, we broke some news on our podcast. What? This is crazy. Come here, folks, for your news. So no (laughs) suspension. So I think that just kind of ties him up back there. Top four consensus, top three pick. Yep. Um, He's going to be gone by the time I draft, so whatever. (laughs) You never know, man. Maybe nobody will know. Nobody. Wait, wait, wait. Breaking news. He's suspended for 10 games. Oh, man. Whoa. Oh, Manesh. He might be there for you. Dang. Yeah, that'll be better than Le'Veon last year, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that is true, man. You get six out of them. All right, all right. Sorry, go on with your Bengals. Let me me, me move to the Bengals now, right? Yeah. Uh, Now, the Bengals, you know, everybody's favorite team to joke on aside from the Browns. Hopefully, definitely aside from the Browns now. But, you know, the biggest thing I think starts at the top with them. Um, both with keeping and retaining Andy Dalton, not going after when they had the chance to a higher-rated prospect in most people's eyes in a Dwayne Haskins, in most people's eyes, maybe not the Bengals' eyes, but most, 
and then the guy who's going to be coaching those dudes uh, is Zach Taylor, you know, the guy who was another disciple, I guess if you want to call it that, of Sean McVay. They touched now, hands one time, so now he gets the head coaching job. <laughs> hey, man, I'd love that. So I, I know, there's this right? guy at work who looks like Sean McVay, and I told him, so does that can be, is that, am I going to be a coach next year now? Hey, you got a good shot. Yeah, I think I think I have a pretty good shot, right? <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So going over to Andy Dalton, I mean they they hung on to Jeff Driscoll, who played well in terms of a fantasy QB last year, um, keeping the offensive afloat. But you know they're gonna they're gonna go back into it with Andy Dalton this year, and Ryan Finley again is just gonna be kind of a developmental piece, who they drafted in the mid round somewhere and out of NC State. So it's all on the Andy Dalton train again, which you know not not necessarily great for them. Uh, going great over for the Browns. Off. Right, great for the Browns. I love it. <laughs> I freaking love it, dude. Now, they're going to have A.J. Green back, hopefully healthy, probably not at some point, just because that's what happens. I mean, he's in, he's getting older. He breaks down for a couple games a season, and then he's, you know, above average to great for the rest of them, which is, you know, good to have, but not necessarily super consistent, which now brings me over to Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd last year was pretty phenomenal. Ooh, um, man, Tyler Boyd, he was man, a great, he was a great oh, great waiver wire, a great... Uh, but I bucks know, investment, a great but bucks investment for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I think this year he's probably gonna get drafted. And <laughs> I would the, agree. The, the interesting thing to him, Chris can him keep him. him. Unless Chris can keep him, that's true. ADP though. But the interesting yep. thing about Tyler is that well, Boyd, he often plays in the slot. I think that he his his value is actually increased when AJ Green's on the field because they're not fighting for the quote same targets. He is actually more benefited when AJ Green's on the field than I think when he's not on the field. And I think the numbers kind of showed that a little bit too. He obviously played really well without him, but I think that he, when more attention's drawn over to AJ's side of the field, it opens one-on-one for sure against Tyler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, everyone else is pretty much just a guy on their offense at the wide receiver. John Ross, who the hell knows? They try to trade his ass. I think John Ross this year. I think John Ross is going to be interesting. If he ends up being the wide receiver three, who you think, who, I mean, we would assume is going to be him. Oh, uh, I don't want to spend any time talking about him because I don't think he's going to be interesting. But if you want to, by all means. Just real ahead. quick, just because <laughs> the Rams, obviously, they run a lot of three wide, three wide receivers, right? He's coming over from the Rams. He's, he already said they're going to run the Rams uh, playbook mm-hmm. uh, with some wrinkles of his own. Um, so, which would make you think that they're going to be in a lot of three wide receiver sets. Uh, maybe he could play, you know, the Brandon Cooks role or the, the Cooper Cup role. He'll, he'll, he's going to play one of those roles, right? And we know all three of them Maybe. are relevant. So, well, uh, honestly, I would say that there's probably more stock in the Josh Malone stepping up or the guy, the the slot guy that they picked up, uh, Alex Erickson, um, versus a guy like a John Ross stepping up just because I don't know if he has it in him to step up, which kind of sucks because he would be pretty good to fill in the Brandon Cooks role. I think I think he would be great. He could run those jet sweeps role. really well. Obviously, he's pretty fast, but. Can his hamstring keep up with his speed? Probably, <laughs> probably not. Who knows? <laughs> Should have worn the right shoes, John Ross. <laughs> Should have worn the right shoes, bro. God. But anyway, yeah, that was just my quick take. I, I, I'm not saying no, it's, it's I don't think he's a, a draftable piece. I just think he, he's somebody I would keep on the radar yep. when, tra- yep. when training camp goes on and things like Great. that. So. Yeah, that's um, true. I shouldn't just dismiss him like that. But don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, John Ross. I'm sorry. If you're listening. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, what does suck for them is that I don't know how much time Andy's going to have to throw because their biggest oh, investment, Jonah Williams, is out, which you know, really sucks for that offensive line. Such which, I mean, just injuries aside, that really that really uh, hampers their depth. It, w- it wasn't great last year as an offensive line, and, you know, they need a couple guys to step up again, and we'll yep. see. It's, it's, again, I think another work in progress. Probably the biggest injury of the offseason so far has been that Jonah Williams injury. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll just kind of see where it takes the Bengals. But something to keep in mind, again, coming back with Tyler Eifert at the tight end position. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to, I didn't know that was out loud. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. They did draft uh, a, a blocking tight end, of all things, uh, in, Drew, in Drew Sample yeah. at a, in, the, in the mid-rounds. And then they have C.J. Uzoma, who actually filled in pretty nicely last year when Eifert was out. So It wasn't too bad. I mean, considering the wasteland that is tight end to the NFL, he played pretty damn well. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. He filled in admirably for an oft-injured player. So, uh, again, I mean, who the hell knows with Tyler Eifert, dude? 
If you're gonna Supposedly. get one game out of him, five games out of him, ten games out of him, you're definitely not getting a season out of him. So rumor is you're, he's you're healthy, praying, man. You're praying for ten. He's healthy. Well, we'll see. Well, he's not getting. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Breaking news again. He, Tyler Eifert will not be on my fantasy team this year. It's uh, you know, it's crazy that you heard it here first, folks. So, oh, so you're not drafting now. I know. I don't. I can wait. It's <laughs> when Tyler Eifert had his big year. That was four years ago, and we're still... He hasn't done anything in three years. Yeah, man. And he's still somehow... But guess what? He caught touchdowns. And 13, four years hour. ago. Yep. Man, so... All right. I'm sorry. Keep, keep going, man. He's, yeah. Well, yeah, it, I think that's it. I mean, there's not much else to talk about in the, bang, the bungle, so I think we can kind of cut it. You know, we'll see. I don't know if I believe that Zach Taylor is going to be the next iteration of Sean McVay, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. You left out the most important piece of the Bengals. Oh, who's that? Joe Mixon, man. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot to hit on the <laughs> running backs. You're right. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that shows how much I care about the Bengals. So I, here's I the think thing. you should care about Joe Mixon. The running back position, I did actually do want to talk about it. It's really, really interesting in Cincinnati. To be honest, I think they have four potential ones, which is freaking crazy in my opinion. So Joe Mixon, right, you know, I think right now, and even up until the season starts, it's going to be their hands-down number one, RB1, right? Yeah, and in no. fantasy, RB1 may be dropped to an RB2, but probably in that, probably has a, a spot in that top ten. Yeah. I Giovanni agree. Bernard, now, he might not make the team because there's so much depth there, which is saying something because if he's cut, dude, I hope the Browns go after him and then we can trade Duke. <laughs> by all means. No, man, you got, you got Hilliard, man. Don't be, don't be right. adding pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do have Dontrell Hilliard, right. So, I mean, I'm just saying, as a fan of football and as a fan who's watched this guy, the guy cares, and I just like that. I've always liked the guy, ever since he was a rookie. When he drove yeah. his, um, I think it was his his minivan to practice every day <laughs> as a second-round, high second-round draft pick. He just drove his like mom's or something like that minivan to, to practice every day. Which I was like, man, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Anyways, yeah. I digress. But um, you know, they drafted a couple of rookies this year. Um, Rodney Anderson, who out of Oklahoma, by talent, from many people I respect, uh, you know, was arguably a, a top two or three talent in terms of running back this year coming out of the draft. But his whole thing is da 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 injuries. So um, surprise, surprise, he's probably not gonna be. Well, he has a high chance of not having a super large impact this year but someone to keep on the radar and then you know a guy that got even after Robbie, or, uh, Rodney Anderson was a guy that I liked a lot because I watched a lot of A&M mm -hmm. Texas A&M was Travion Williams yep. that guy man just a gritty gritty player always yeah. always got the job done for them and you know he just came he was a clutch running back man what that's all I can really say is that he's got a lot of the tools that you want and need out of the running back position nowadays and I think that he could be a bona fide step-in filler starter for Joe Mixon if he were to miss any time. So that just tells you, like, there's just a, a ton of depth, a ton of quality, talented depth in Cincinnati in the backfield that, hey, if Joe Mixon messes up, hey, they have a bunch of options to lean on. So oh yeah, definitely, there's, I would say, their strongest position by far. No doubt. I, I'm really high on Joe Mixon. I think he... Like you said, top ten. I, as long as he stays healthy, I think no doubt he's he should finish in the top ten. Um, just you know, I th he's I think he's gonna catch a lot more passes this year than he did last year. Um, yeah. Well, I think he I think he stepped it up last year too. So we'll see. He did. Yeah. You know, he he definitely did. You know, it, there's um, a possibility that they want to add in a couple of other running backs just to kind of spell him a little bit, make sure he doesn't end be. up you know getting hurt again. You know, he wasn't fully. He hasn't made it through a full season unscathed, right? So, yeah, that's something to ke always keep in mind is that you might want to limit it just to decrease your opportunity of injury. Very, very true. Um, so yeah, I was just, I'm just high on them. Um, anything I, else you too, got? Man, me too. No, nah, nothing uh, else on the Bengals, on the bungles. Hopefully they do bung out. But um, yeah, we can kind of move it, keep moving here. And um, if you want to go ahead and jump on the Steelers, by all means. The Steelers, man. Steelers are, Steelers are pretty good fantasy team don't you think no no oh, okay sorry. no i just uh, i'm sorry i just don't like the steelers so. i just mean just for fantasy assets man put your 
Browns to the side for a second. Okay, fine. Yes, for fantasy asset wise, yes, they have a good team. Happy? <laughs> Are you happy? Thank, thank you. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on Big Ben. Um, no, I mean, there's no pretty much have it, have it. I mean, I, we have an idea I, of what the guy is. Right? I think he's the quarterback this year. Yeah, I think he's a douchebag. Uh, so I mean, yeah, yeah. So, you know. I mean, he's <laughs> he was still doing. He was still he's getting older, man. He, but he was still slinging it last year. He was the number three quarterback in fantasy. Yeah, uh, I obviously think it was one of his best seasons in a while too. Yeah, um, obviously, little uh, question marks going into this year is because he lost his number one wide receiver, Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. He was traded. He, well, he was traded for nothing, basically. Not for the number one wide receiver. You yeah, know? I know. That I was mean, pretty phenomenal. I loved that trade. That was one of my favorite trades of the offseason. <laughs> I mean, they said over and over, we're not going to sell our, mm -hmm. uh, sell Antonio Brown for what, nothing less than a one. And yep. what, are they, what are they, did they, did they, how many ones did they get back? Uh, I'm going to go with zero. Yeah, go with zero. Yeah, I loved so, it. Loved yeah, it. it was great. So with, yeah, was awesome. with Antonio Brown moving uh, out from the Steelers, he also leaves behind his 168 targets, man. That's a lot of targets. That's a lot. And so now Juju will be their number one. He had 166 targets himself last year, which is – Yeah, see, I don't know how many more he's going to get than that. <laughs> exactly. I, you know – Maybe one, maybe four more. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, he, not a game, but yeah, I could see like realistically. That's what I mean. Or two four a game. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So let's raise it by sixteen. He he reaches say one hundred and eighty yeah. targets going. One hundred and eighty targets. I think that's yeah. reasonable, and it yeah. still leaves a crap ton of targets for everyone yeah. else. Oh, it does, and I think that's where the Steelers get interesting. Is who's going to be their number two wide receiver? Uh, you know, they drafted James Washington last year, and. I think everyone assume, is assuming it's, it's his job. Uh, but a lot of reports, I don't know if you've seen them, are coming out of camp or out of the OTAs that uh, Dante Manqueef, man, he's he's really, really <laughs> stepping up to be their number yeah, two wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, he's that's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle to watch in training camp. Yeah. I, I mean, he's produced. He's not, he's not been terrible in any, any place he's been. No, and he was. You have Blake freaking Bortles passing yeah. the ball. It's like you don't have a really shot at consistency. Yeah. And so you know you kind of left with what you have, and for him it was. He was he was coming into it, uh, coming to his own when before Andrew Luck got hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, starting to make a name for himself, and that's basically what got him the contract. You know, in Jacksonville, like you said, playing with Blake Bortles isn't the best thing in the world, so. I mean, either one of these two guys, and maybe both of them, will be relevant. Uh, it's just a matter of, I think, really watching in training camp and the early preseason games to see who's who they're putting out there. Um, but real quick, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. So right now, James Washington, he's going, he's the wide receiver number 47 right now in fantasy drafts. Moncrief, excuse me, <laughs> mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. he's the number 56 wide receiver. So they're pretty close as far as being drafted. You're yeah, on the clock. Give me, give me Dante Moncrief. Moncrief, that's your guy. Yeah. That's your guy. All right. Yeah. I, I can't say I disagree with you, man. I, I, um, I think he has a really good shot. Like I said, Juju was number two last year, and he had 166. And I, So I went back, so I was, I was interested in this, okay? Juju was number two last year. I wanted to see what the number three, who – who was the number three as far as targets go in that offense, not including the running back position? Because it was it ah, was Connor. Okay. You it know was what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So you're saying so, it was it was Juju and um, uh, Antonio Brown last year, AB last year. They were the top three two. Was Connor. Connor. But Who was number four? Receiving targets, player, like targets. tight end plus tight end or okay, just targets. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Just go targets for wide, wide receiver number three on their team. Who was the oh, number Josh three? Malone. No. It was uh, Ryan. No, um, Justin Hunter? Oh, Ryan Switzer. Ryan yeah, Switzer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And as the sense. number th three wide receiver last year, in terms of targets, he only had 44 targets. Yowza. Well. So what, what I'm trying to get at is I think it's very important who wins that uh, number two job. Yeah. You know, it's um, a good point, Dan. Thank you, thanks, man. Uh, I'm not saying that who's ever number pay three. The butt bucks for nothing. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm not saying number three is going to be 
as low as Switcher was, but I I, I don't think yeah, I it's going to. I think it'll be a much more even spread than that 160 down to yes. 45. Yes. So I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but I, I, that's that's a camp battle I'm watching. It's going to have a big impact as to where those two players are going to go. And uh, I drafted James Washington in one of my leagues, so hopefully hopefully it's him, man. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. But uh, good luck. Yeah, Hope it doesn't happen, but good luck. Yeah, screw you, man. <laughs> uh, and then they Not also drafted fantasy team. I'm just saying. I just hope the Steelers don't do it. So uh, they also drafted out of, out of Toledo in the third round, Deontay Johnson. There you go. To go, I don't see him having you know too much relevance as far as fantasy goes this year. Well, here's what I would say. If anyone steps up into a bona fide top 30 weekly starter, I would say it's probably not going to be James Washington, and Deontay Thompson probably has a higher chance of doing that. Really? Because he actually has much more of the tools and skills needed. Oh, man, I think I James know. Washington was just so slow. He, like, he, he James Washington lost. Fast. Oh, wait, James Washington lost 15 pounds because yeah, he's built like a running back. He lost yeah. uh, 15 pounds going in this year. Okay. Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin even came out and said that he likes he likes they like uh, James Washington drafting him just as much as they did Juju. Interesting. So, well, yeah, I mean they were both second round picks, so yeah. I mean it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Late so, seconds, so I think. Uh, okay. Well, maybe I think I you got to follow the coach. My, um, the coach speak a little bit, yeah. you know. Uh, hey, don't read knows. too much into it. But I'm Good just point, saying, though. man. Good point. Thanks, man. Um, so, yeah, we talked about a little bit with the targets. James Conner was obviously their workhorse last year until he got a little, little banged up towards the end. And um, he, uh, he gave way a little bit to Jalen Samuels last year. And I don't know if you've seen the rumors when it comes to their running backs. There's rumors that they want to lessen James Conner's role, make it more of a, a running back by committee. And then there was a rumor that that's not true. Yep. I, yeah, there's a lot of back and forth, teetering, so, flip-flopping over the line. I mean, let's put it this way. James is going to get at least 80% of the workload he did last year when he was healthy. Yes. And I think they might spell him a little bit more with Jalen and maybe give a series here and there to Benny Snell. So with all those rumors, I, I was a little interested. So I did a little digging, right? I wanted to see in the last uh, few years, since 2012, I went back and looked at Tomlin's running backs. Oh, and obviously, look at that. thanks, man. A lot, a lot, obviously, you know, Bell was a big part of um, a lot of those teams, so um, could be a little skewed. But since 2012, there's only been one time that the Steelers had two running backs on their team that had 100 carries. Was that so the year that he got? Um, that was the year D'Angelo he got Williams. Exactly. Yeah. That was the year Bell got hurt. So I think if if you want to believe history, which I would. Tomlin likes to have one guy. He wants the one guy out there, give him the ball over and over and over. Agreed. And, and Agreed. see what happens. I've, I'm not, I'm not uh, buying into this running back by committee when yeah. it comes to the Steelers. No. So, yeah, no. Yeah, no. But, yeah, like you said, they also, <laughs> they also added uh, uh, Benny, Benny Snell out of Kentucky, the uh, all-time leading Wildcat rusher. So he added him in, the, in round four. Like you said, it's going to be Jalen Samuels, and every once in a while we'll probably see Benny Snell as long as uh, everybody stays healthy in that yep. backfield. And uh, speaking of Kentucky, man, you heard about the hefty lefty? Remember oh, the hefty, Do you remember the hefty yeah, lefty? Yeah, Jared Lorenzen. He's in the ICU, man. Oh, no. For health issues. Which, oh, that's too bad. I mean, he's Well, you really know, he was still out there playing football. Yeah, did you see some of his highlights? No. Of him, of him running around out there, man. Oh he's, gosh. He, we thought he was hefty in college. Go watch, go watch some arena football highlights. I don't even think it was arena football. I think it was like some other football league. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was arena. Oh, okay, that's good. So he got into AFL. Nice, good for him. I don't know if it was that big <laughs> of <laughs> arena. <laughs> he was though. Good for him. Yeah. Well, so anyway, yeah. So yeah, I'll wrap the running backs, and real quick, we'll, we'll touch on the tight ends, um, which I think the tight end here, Vance McDonald, is is very relevant when it comes to fantasy this year, especially since they lost Jesse James to Detroit. I think fantasy fans will, or fantasy players will be happy about that, just because you just didn't know when, if and when Jesse James was going to steal 
mm-hmm. literally come in and just steal targets away from one or the other. You just exactly. wanted one, and they just kept giving you the two. So it was awful. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I think that with Jesse James gone, I think it definitely bumps Vance McDonald into the uh, wide res- I mean, excuse me, the tight end top twelve range of outcomes Agreed. this year. Agreed. Um, Obviously, once you get out of the top five or six, it, it comes down to touchdowns Crap as far as where yeah. they're going to finish. But <laughs> I think Vance McDonald is definitely in the conversation for finishing in the top 12 this year. Somewhere up there. So that's yeah. good. Um, but, yeah, you got anything to add on the Steelers, man? No, I think we got it pretty much covered for the AFC North here. Sweet, man. So you want to get to our viewer question? I mean, excuse me, our listener Again, question. Dan, there's no gosh, viewers on the gosh. show. But but I feel like someone's always watching me. Well, someone is always watching you. <laughs> Just don't turn around. Oh, God. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, man. Go go for it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, we had a listener. Um, and this one comes in from listener up, down, AXB, left, right. Uh, that's a cheat asked, code. Yeah, that's a cheat code. What are your predictions for the AFC North in real life? So, Dan, do you want to start off? We going by record, or you just want to? You just want to just? Yeah, do I think the, what they mean here is just you know overall how the divisions play out. Not, I mean, we touched on the fantasy parts of it, so. Okay. Man, it's hard. It's hard not to choose the uh, the Browns as the NFC. I mean, the AFC North winners, right? I think it's really hard, especially with the Steelers. Obviously, they didn't have Le'Veon Bell last year, um, but they, him gone, and uh, now Antonio Brown gone. Um, that. That team's interesting. I think I think it's probably going to come down between the Browns and the Steelers just because mm-hmm. I don't know how much I trust um, Lamar Jackson because the Ravens lost a lot of defensive players this year. They added a couple pieces, but right. they, they lost quite a few pieces. So if the Ravens get behind and Lamar's got to throw the ball, you know, we'll see, yeah, we'll see we how that goes. How and then the, the Bengals, new head coach, uh, I think they'll probably be in the basement. So if I had to, to yep. if if I had to predict, top to bottom, it'd be Browns, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals. The Browns, I will say, will be fifteen and one because there's wow. one game in San Francisco they'll lose. Wow, that's that's going up there, man. <laughs> just for the record, they, they will not be fifteen and one. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> what? But yeah, I will I will I'll give Ravens. I mean, I'll give the Browns the the NFC North championship as long AFC as NFC North champs, huh? That's kind of crazy, man. Yeah, so what, uh, what do you think? I'm not going there. I think the team to beat in the AFC North is, when it comes down to it, the Steelers, dude. Um, I really, really find AB to be an addition by, or, yeah, an addition by subtraction type of uh, outcome. And they're not, there's not much else that's changed on that offense. Um, the rest of the continuity should still kind of be there. So, I mean, hey. That's the I, team. That's, that's the team of consistency, and so, you know. I don't think that would shock tough. anybody yeah. if they if they won. I hope they do shock. I hope the Browns do shock the world. And you know what? I think you're right. I think it's going to be a freaking race, though. I think the Steelers still won't get more than ten to eleven games, by any means. No. And I think the Browns and ba- uh, Ravens are going to be fighting to get between that eight to ten win area too. Yeah. So. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I hope and pray, and I think that the Browns could pull it off above the Ravens this year. Um, and that just, that's just if Lamar Jackson does not develop more. And then, um, yeah, I think we're in agreement here. The Bengals are just going to finish in that cellar. I don't know how much that Zach Taylor project is going to, you know, do this year at least. So, yeah, not with any, not with the lack of changes and change up in that offense. So. Definitely, uh, it's definitely gonna be interesting. I mean, I, th- I think it's gonna be a tight, tight race um, between, for me, between the Browns and and Steelers. But hey, I hope you're right, brother. I hope you're right. And I hope the one that doesn't get it is the Steelers. So, <laughs> hey man, they they seem to. I mean, Brown and Bell are gone, but it's everything know, else. They, everything else. I hear you. I hear you, man. So yeah, it was, yeah. that was a good, good question. Thank you. Yeah, up down A X B left right. Appreciate yeah, appreciate that. the appreciate the question. Yeah. So if anybody else has any questions, feel free to uh, send them in to our intern. He finally did his job this week. We finally F- got an intern doing their job. How about that? Finally. And I f- I found out why I forgot to pay him the first two weeks. That's why. 
too. My, it was my bad. So he did get his Doritos, though? He's all right. he's I got onto him this week. I guess that's okay. why I got the yeah. question. Well, okay. so I think go. he's think he's happy. Well, now we know. So anyway, mystery solved. Anyway, man. So next week, what division you want to do next week, Manesh? I think we got one more left in the AFC, right? Or no, no, no. Uh, sorry. Uh, we're going back before the NFC. Uh, so, so I guess NFC we need to do the North NFC North next week, that? right? Oh, you gotta be, gotta be kidding me, Manesh. Yeah, sorry about that. Looks like we lost. Uh, we lost Manesh on the on the connection, so I'll just go ahead and finish it off. Next week we'll do the NFC North, and uh, yeah, so we will catch you guys next week. Later. We draft on dudes named Brady. Dudes hit on us, it's crazy. Drinks all around, please save me. In fantasy, we're fucked. Tiny dicks that we talk. You're in luck with box.